0: Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, bizarre detectives, cute boy assistants, gothic lolitas, stuffed bears with mismatched limbs, violent crimes, and mysterious logic. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 174. Don't mess with the teddy bear. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga View, some podcasts and many reviews about the enhanced narratives. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com, you can email me at zansparkin.com, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on a bunch of other social media sites that you can check out in the show notes, and, well, we're back on to Manga Views. Yes, it's Zan and we are back. I know you've missed us, I know some of you saw us at New York Comic Con and you're wondering, hey, are any of these Manga views pretty good? Well. We're here to release mangas and tell you how they are, if they're worth reading. If they're not, and you don't have to read anything you say, but I heard we're a little entertained, just a little bit. And I'm pretty psyched. You're probably wondering, why is Zan psyched? Well, besides the fact that New York Comic Con was really fun and I have lots of mangas to review and read, well, we finally are almost finished reading the screener copies that Ed Chavez from Vertical Inc. sent us. Yes, Ed sent us two mangas to review, two very interesting mangas, one by the late and great Satoshi Khan and... Another by Kyoko Akazaki, the creator of Jose manga, pretty much. So this is going to be pretty fun. I can't wait to review these two, and probably next episode we're going to be reviewing these two, because we're almost done, and I think that's what we're going to do. So, and best of all, it's not just me reviewing it. Someone else is going to be here to review it. Someone who, it's her first manga review, she's been on the podcast a lot, and I'm going to leave that as a little surprise for you guys, because I think that... She may do really good, we're going to see, because she's really jumped into the manga and she's really enjoying it. But, I digress. So what else is new with me besides reading all the mangas and just dealing with some of the repercussions of what happened at New York Comic Con, some of the bad things? Well, damn fine. Now just going to work, being me, and just kind of coming down from how crazy and how awesome Comic Con was and how cool it was hanging out with Baz and all the other crazy things that had happened. And, you know, just life's been really crazy so far. I mean... Oh. Sorry, I have to drink some water. My throat's a little parched today. It's been long. It's, I mean, I've been up since 4 a.m. and it's now 9 a.m. I know, crazy. Why is Xan up so early? Well, I've been working mornings and today's my day off and I just instinctually just woke up early. I was like, what the fuck? I never wake up early. I always sleep till 10 o'clock. And I was like, what? I'm up. So, just been bumming around, cleaning up, and just getting ready for the podcast and just looking at some of the things to review and reading some of these other mangas. I mean, I started finally finishing GTO um, 12 Days in Shonen, and oh my god, I love that series so much. I really hope there's another GTO series, because it's really good, and it fits in a perfect spot in the series. It's definitely worth it, and eventually we'll put on the Wheel of Manga, and hopefully I can spin it and read it and review it so you guys can know what it's like. Because we already reviewed three parts of it. We have reviewed the beginning of the series. We reviewed the actual series itself, GTO, and now I can review that. And eventually, we'll review the movie on the movie review. But we're going to get to that in a bit. Um. So what else? Um. Also, trying to figure out what I'm going to do for everyone's favorite holiday, Halloween. I mean, we're going to do some weird podcasts, but we're all busy. And since Halloween's on a Thursday, I, I don't know. I mean, Baz... Raze and lethal are going to be doing their own thing i think baz is working lethal is working and Raze is probably playing batman arkham origins i don't know he says he's going to be doing something that day so everyone's busy hope is working the day by day so we never see her timbo has disappeared cal has disappeared Deek has disappeared. So, just me so I don't know what I'm going to do. I may go out to Halloween party. I may stay in and watch horror movies because there's so many good ones to watch like Hellraiser and Rocky Horror Picture Show and Nightmare on Elm Street, but we'll see. So, what are you guys going to do for Halloween? Let me know Zanspirekin.com, and I'll post it on the show notes or we'll just read them on air. Can't wait to hear from you guys. So, I know you guys are wondering, wait a minute, it's been 4 minutes. Since he really started. Why hasn't he started reviewing the manga yet? Well, because honestly, this manga is insanely short. I mean, really short. I mean, I've done one volume mangas before, but this is eight pages. I know you're like, what? Yeah, because if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga View, I spun that one, that only the wheel of manga. And it dictated on to be that i are be reviewing a manga, which surprisingly is a one-shot. There's only one part of it. And... It was written by Nakamura Asumiko. Now, she's generally famous for writing yaoi boy love series, but I know her because she wrote a vertical Ink title, the story of novelist Utsubara, which is a kind of horror story, mystery, about a girl who, she supposedly wrote a novel, and there's this novelist who wrote a novel that's very similar to hers, and there's questions going on about who wrote it originally. It might be murder involved, or Plagiarism, very interesting series. But she writes a lot for this manga anthology series called Gothic and Lolita Bible. They're released by Index Communications. And they're generally a lot of Lolita stuff, mysteries, like I said, boy love stuff, and things that a lot of Gothic girls would like. And in 2009, she wrote a story. And it's a very short story starring the very famous detective Habazuka Amura. And he is the stereotypical handsome and bizarre detective who wears a very unusual style of clothes. He looks almost like a phantom thief because he wears the top hat, the cape, the very thin and nice-dressed black suit. And he has an eye patch that's shaped like a crest. I mean, you know, like one of the Night Shield, or um, if you watch Eden of the East, one of the Celico logos is on his eye. It's weird, but that's covering his eye. And he's supposedly an amazing... detective we don't see any more of him so we don't know if there's any so we're led to believe that he's an amazing detective and he's assisted on all these capers and cases cases by a young boy named shiro kohijiri now he is stereotypical young plucky intelligent kid looks very similar to detective conan and a girl who's bishonin mixed together and he's typically wearing a cabbie hat one of those big grandpa hats well if you look at most of my pictures on the website. I'm wearing one of those, so it's very similar to that. It's big and poofy. and looks kind of cool. Almost if you watch American Table in those five hats. And He's very, I don't trust my boss. My boss is just too lazy and whatnot. And he's a little bit too serious while his master, uh, Hibizuka, is a little too laissez-faire. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, oh, I'll figure it out later. And Koijiri is like, you gotta work on it now. We're never gonna figure this out. Very pessimistic. So pessimistic Optimistic. But anyway, the whole premise of this is that in the newspaper they've been talking that there's these girls who've been murdered. There's four of them, and ironically, Hibizuka has been sent a letter to investigate the the crime. So he ends up going to this and they say it is an all-girls school for a noble family. Not families, family. So either they're all related or it's a typo. But What it is, is it's a very exclusive school, and there's been a series of murders. Now, the interesting thing between these murders, because most of them have been considered bullies, the only thing that they really know is that all of them were murdered, and next to their dead body, in a pool of blood, was a teddy bear. That was owned by the deceased person, and all the teddy bears were missing a limb. One arm, one leg, one foot, the other foot. And besides that, there is no connecting them otherwise. It didn't happen at the same time. It didn't happen in the same location. They just, there's no common link. So, all of them are going to investigate, and at first, the adults say, no, these children were amazing, they were lovely, they were wonderful, and no one could hurt them. We don't understand why this happened. And when Koijiri goes to investigate, a lot of the girls are like, oh my god, it's a boy! If he talks to us, our face is gonna melt! Like... Okay, they're a little weird. And he starts conducting an investigation, gathering information. They He much discovers that they were all bullies, they were mean, and most of them are happy that this happened to him. And as he's dealing with this, he ends up running and bumping into this girl dressed up in a Lolita costume. Very cute, and obviously the main character in this, uh, Koijiri, is smitten by this girl, and she has a teddy bear that's wearing a dress. And, long story short, they don't know who the murderer is, but, ironically, Hibizuka has an idea who it is. He calls everybody in the school together, and he miraculously points out who the master villain is, and saves the day. And this is all done in eight pages. And, of course, he snarkily runs away and says, Don't worry, Koijiri, you'll be happy and life will be good, and I didn't want to take away the love of your life, so things will be good. Now, I'm not going to spoil the whole mystery because, like I said, it's eight pages, so it's you have this very big murder case, and it's kind of interesting. What I found more fascinating was the art style. Now, the art style, unlike all of the manga, has color in it, but not a bunch of color. It's not like in Sakuran or in Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin or in some of the other series where you have the color panels. No. It sticks to three colors. You have black and shades of black. You have white, of course, but then you have shades of purple to accentuate different things like the crest on Hibizuka's eye or the teddy bear's nose, or you see the different rich people in there in different shades of purple and almost pink. It gives it a very surreal and unusual quality to it. It's almost storybookish, but it's kind of cool. And the art style of of Nakamura is a little bit different. It's kind of shoujo-y and a little Jose-ish, but it's different in a cool way. So I have to admit it's pretty interesting. The problem, though, is that I would have liked to see a little more of this than just this one chapter. I think that the characters are interesting. I like Hibizuka, I like Koijiri, and I like um, another character who's introduced... But you're not going to see anything more of them. This was just the one shot. You're never going to see them again. You're never going to see these characters pop up again. Which is a shame. Because it's just like, hey, here's a little anecdote and then that's it. I mean, you might want to pursue more of this. You want mine to read more of this. I'm surprised that Nakamura didn't go further into this. Maybe create a series. But it's understandable. It's probably just her coming up with a little brain fart and an idea. And she just drew it. Now... Besides that, I mean, it was written in eight pages. There's not much plot. There's not much character development. It's just a straight-up mystery solved the end. There's a good guy, there's a bad guy, and that's all there is. And honestly, I don't know what else to say about it. It's, It's interesting. It's cute. But honestly, it's a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but forgettable. There's no reason to keep reading about it. It's eight pages and then you're done. You can throw it away. Just look at it. Cool. Throw it away. It's not completely terrible. It's not like something you just like, this is bullshit. Throw it away. Because that art style is interesting. You want to look back into it. Maybe read some more of the stuff in Gothic and Lolita Bible. But it is what it is. And honestly, what can one say about it? Except it's... It's something that you might want to check out, or you might not. I personally would say go for it, but that's me. And, um, hey, it's only eight pages, so we're done. Anyway, Mary, you can check out our other episodes at www.sparker.com. You can email us at www.sparker.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, all the other lovely social mediums. And usually at this point, I would spin that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, except that, like I said, we got screener copies sent to us by Ed, and I think that we should do the right thing and just review them straight up. So, in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga by Satoshi Khan, the late and great anime director who actually did manga. And also, we're going to be reviewing, like I said, a manga by Kyoko Akazaki. So, stay tuned for that. Remember, you can check us out at www.spark.com. Hope you enjoy this episode. I know it's short, but, hey, we have our con reports, which have been released last week and are going to be released next week. So... Check it out. Hope you enjoy it. And remember, I'm Zan and I'm Gunsville. Catch you next time.